Before I get started with today's podcast, I want to give a special shout out to Spooky Savart. If you guys don't know who he is, he goes on Instagram or Instagram Reels or TikTok and he just makes quirky little videos where he finds, um, he records whatever he wants and people love it. People keep calling him homeless, but he's not actually homeless. And then there's, um, there's this thing he does, right? Where he'll get keys, he'll look for faucets out in public, public areas, and he'll see if they work. Nine times out of ten, they do. Sometimes they'd work stronger than others. And every time he does, he has a little catchphrase going, yeah, dog. And then he does a little dance. Good for him. Anyway, I wanted to talk about something that I've been looking into this week. This week, I had, you know, a lot of stuff on YouTube recommended. And I used to be, I used to be big into, like, pirating and stuff. Not pirating movies, but, you know, the actual, like, the actual concept of pirates, you know. The golden age of piracy and so forth let's talk about how dark it really was though all right before i get started with this episode i want to debunk one thing right now which is pretty funny to me actually the thing is, I used to be a big fan of pirates, pirate movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, bullshit like that. But the thing is, there's one thing that a lot of people, for some reason, think is very common, which is walking the plank. That didn't really happen. Like, almost at all. In fact, it was exclusively done for people who were attempting to mutiny a ship, but they failed. And it happened maybe a few times in recorded history. It happened more in fiction than it did in real life. What was more common was keel hauling, which was admittedly far worse, where you just get dragged underneath the ship and your body is just like beat to crap because you're being carried underneath the, the ship, which is covered in barnacles, lacerating your skin, and you would most likely die of infection, or drown, or suffer from a, a really bad head blech, head injury. It's not easy, okay? It's, it, it's fucked up. But I don't know why I had to dispel that rumor. Anyway, welcome back to the Meet Podcast. This week, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Not for the reason you think. If you hear the echoing, a lot of stuff has moved around, and this week has been eventful, but I can't go into that. I will be blunt, though. I thought by now, podcasting would have paid more, but it, I mean, it does. It, it, it does enough. Um, what I do like is the freedom that I have to say whatever I want and talk about whatever I think is interesting, which this week is... The golden age of... What's the term? Piracy. The golden age of piracy, basically. Okay, but let's actually talk about what what was so dark about it, right? Well, one of the most common methods of execution wasn't... It, it wasn't, you know, just straight up shooting them or anything. The gore factor is usually left out of movies like Pirates of the Caribbean. And in fact, a lot of Hollywood things, they just don't get it right, you know? It wasn't swashbuckling, sword fighting, shooting... It was more of a display of brute force and a lot of gore. Basically, what they do is a lot of shit. You know, they would intimidate the people that they were trying to rob. And if the robbers fought, or if the rob E fought back, well, th then all hell would break loose. You'd get shot in the stomach, kicked over the um, bow of the ship, and sharks would eat you. Stuff like that was pretty common. And in, in <laughs> back then, anyway, holy shit. But... There was another thing, too. Either people who attempted to mutiny, which if you don't know what a mutiny is, basically you're trying to take over the ship along with other people. And if you failed, 
it was bad. It was very bad. They had this common thing where... I forget what it's called. They have a marooning. There we go. Where they, what they do is they leave you on a sandbar. It's not an island. It's a sandbar. During low tide. And they would give you something to drink and a gun. That's all they would give you. Now, if you know anything about the ocean, when it's low tide and you're on a sandbar, you're already in a bad place. The problem being is when the tide rises, you will drown. Period. But... That's what the gun is for. In fact, the whole point of the gun and the, the drink that they would give you, most likely rum, what they would do is, it's it's a way of saying goodbye. It's like saying, kiss your ass goodbye. This is where you end. Very, very, very rarely did you survive that. In fact, you didn't, period. I, I don't, I haven't done any, I haven't found anything that says that people would survive a marooning. And normally it wasn't just one guy, it'd be a whole bunch of them. Or if it was really bad, yeah, it'd be one guy. But yeah, that's it's fucked up thinking about it, cause you know, you get one bullet and that's for you, and the last drink and that's you know celebrate your your life, unless you want to get keel hauled, in which case, I'd rather be marooned to be honest, cause that way you just get drunk and shoot yourself in the head. Like that's the end, right? It it could have been much worse. There was another method they had, right, where they'd put a rope around your head and they would start twisting it, twisting, twisting, twisting applying more pressure. Have you guys have ever like gotten a piece of rope and started twisting it? You'd see how it gets all tense. Now, imagine a rope much bigger than that attached to the outside of your head. What this would do, unfortunately, if you tighten it enough around a person's head, their eyes would pop out. This is in an era with very poor hygiene and even worse medicine. So you can imagine what that does to a person. You know, and it was around these times that we would also have, you know, you, you got ships at sea, you got pirates, and okay, let's say the, these are the illegal guys, you know? These are the guys who are pirates, they're, they're criminals. What about the law-abiding citizen? What about the ones who never interacted with pirates and were just doing their job, you know, pirate, like piloting a big ship? Well, in many cases, they were out in sea for months on end with very little food, and only, only their, their compadres, only their men by their side. There was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of stuff at sea that happens that is, you know, strictly between the men, and they, they don't tell that to anyone else. Having said that, there is something that is very ominous. Things of the, things of the times, okay? Mark, uh, t signs of the times, basically. Lighthouse keepers. If you guys have seen the movie The Lighthouse, you know what I'm talking about. There is nothing scarier to me than schizophrenia and mental illnesses that make you go insane. I've always discussed that on this podcast, and this is got to be one of the most terrifying ones, the most terrifying examples being lighthouse keepers. Because here's the thing, the way that the lighthouses would move, like the light bulbs themselves, they'd basically be suspended in rivers of mercury, like a really, really deep amount of mercury. And it wasn't... It wasn't healthy to breathe in all the fumes. I mean, you know what mercury fumes do to you? They slowly deteriorate your mind. They make you go a little crazier. So when you're basically on a when you're on a cabin on stilts out in the middle of the sea, close to shore, close enough to shore that you gotta guide people around rocks. You know what I mean? But you know you're basically letting them know, okay, you're 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 near, you're close, but that's not okay. Okay, uh, moving on. Okay. Imagine having to tend this giant fucking basically river of mercury that slowly the fumes are driving you nuts 
and they just start eating away at your sanity. It's actually insane. Again, if you guys have never seen the movie The Lighthouse, absolutely watch it. At first, I honestly thought it was about them going insane because of the isolation. That's part of it as well. But that's not the only thing. You know, the contributing factor is the mercury fumes. And if you look into the history behind it, a lot of them that finally, you know, switched or finally were were actually given up. A lot of these big lighthouses were owned by big companies that the, if the company went under, they just never told the lighthouse worker. And they would work themselves to death. It was fucked up. There's actually a very famous story regarding this subject that I highly recommend you guys look up. It's much more terrifying than any movie you've ever seen because this actually happened. And it's very well summarized, well documented, thankfully. The thing is, lighthouse keepers had to do a daily log while they were working. And it wasn't just one light, uh, one lighthouse keeper keeping documents on everyone else. Everyone else had their own eyewitness accounts. They would take measurements of wind. They do a lot of stuff while they were there. They kept busy. But that didn't stop them from slowly going mad, which was exactly what happened in the smallest lighthouse tragedy. It's a well-documented phenomenon, and it's brutal as hell. Like, absolutely brutal. Basically, a man who was working with another one, uh, another lighthouse keeper, both of them were working shoulder to shoulder, and they were doing fine until one of them had passed away. The problem is, because they were inhaling the mercury fumes, the person who was left alive was essentially going insane because he would always see the corpse there. He actually built a makeshift um, coffin for the corpse, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't good at working with wood. So what ended up happening was at some point there was a big storm that hit and it actually broke the casket. It broke it wide open and the corpse was just there on display, which really fucks with your mind if you don't know anything about that. And there's this thing, right, in the medical field that if you're surrounded by bodies, basically you become... It affects you mentally, really, really, really badly, in fact. I also noticed another thing about this topic, right? A lot of people talking about the golden age of piracy and life in the high seas, you know, stuff like that, marooning life, I guess. Um, when I talk about the golden age, I mean the literal golden age. There's an actual timeline. It's the 1600s through the 1700s. A lot of people don't actually know that. Like, they just kind of have this general idea as to everyone being in, like, the Victorian era, some, something like that, you know what I mean? There was also this misnomer, this um, this misunderstanding of pirates. And people, people always think that, you know, they were out in the seas for, you know, months or years at a time, basically living on the boat. When in reality, they would really go from port to port over and over again, just kind of in between. And a lot of the ports that were available to most, most sailors, most people who are, you know, boating, um, they, they would not be friendly to pirates. Which, you know, makes sense, obviously. You don't want a bunch of criminals coming up and just taking everything. And pirates, in turn, don't want to be surrounded by police and law-abiding citizens. They want to be with their own kind. You know what I mean? It is what it is. There's um, two kinds of people in the world, I guess. And it's, it's funny thinking about people getting the two mixed up. It's like, where did you think they would go just randomly? Do you think they're going to end up in the Los Angeles Harbor just going, yar, har, har, you know? Speaking of which, that's another that's another misconception. Did a lot of pirates go yar? You know that that r r matey. You know that thing. It is kind of true, but it's more of a um, it's a regional thing. It's a it's a regional accent. Most people just spoke regular English back then. If not English, there were other languages they spoke. But a majority of the time, 
pirates weren't stuck here in, you know, English-speaking countries. They would actually go down, uh, you know, the different continents. Anything with a shoreline can be invaded by pirates. And there's another thing. One sad thing that I want to dispel. A lot of people, myself included, kind of thought that pirates were, you know, more open and free, right? Like, if you were of any race, it didn't matter. Pirates were racist, okay? I, I didn't, I don't know if you had to, you had to know that, but pirates regularly traded slaves. The difference is, they, they were way more brutal with the slaves. In fact, it's almost, it, it's not so common knowledge that pirates kind of helped to start the sugar plantations in some countries because of the amount of slaves that they brought. Some of them who were free men to begin with that were now slaves. It's, it's brutal. It's kind of fucked up. But why even talk about pirates, you know, piracy and the, again, the, the golden age of piracy. Why even talk about it? Well, there's this thing, right? I, I've always thought this thing and a lot of people do follow my sentiment. Those who don't follow history are doing to repeat it. I got to tell you right now, that's never been more true than with the pirate age because a lot of people get so much wrong. In fact, there are modern day pirates. They're nowhere near as romanticized as the ones back then because the ones today have modern day technology. They got AK-47s, tiny inflatable rafts that they take. They used to go really quickly on big ships and just take over everything. It's still a thing. There's still a lot of pirates out there. It's just not as glorified nowadays because we can see it for what it is. It's just thievery. That's all it is. You know, um, it, it, it's, it, it blows my mind that some people still wanted to be a pirate back then. But it's more understandable back then because it was a different time period. You can get away with a lot more. And you had to be smart still. Okay, one last thing that I want to debunk. Or at the very least, get into. Not even one last thing. There's quite a few. The, the, the pirate captain. The captain of the ship. What did you think they did? When I say captain, you think of the leader of the crew, right? You think of the guy that was in charge of everything. The guy that was steering the ship. Sure, that's something they did do. But what else did they do? What else were they in charge of? Were they in charge of, you know, looking through everything? Were they in charge of like, diversifying the, the gains that they got whenever they were stealing from ships? No, they didn't do any of that. A ship captain is just that. They guide the ship to where it's going to go next. But what they did do is they guided the men during fights. Whenever there was fights, they needed leadership. And the captain was there to work as that. But in reality, the one who did everything, the, the guy who was actually pulling the strings and paying the workers, feeding them, and making sure that no one was dead on the ship, was the quartermaster. In fact, the quartermaster had more power over the people than the captain himself. The captain was paid a lot, sure. He was paid double what the rest of them were paid. But uh, here, let me put it this way. Captain, double the pay. Quartermaster, pay and a half. The woodworker, or the, what's his name? guy with a saw, basically. The guy who could craft and uh, fix the boat. Payment and a quarter. One, one times four. You know, 1.4 of the salary. And the surgeon would be paid the same. The rest, they got an even salary. Basically, it was, it was evenly distributed amongst the crew members. But the thing that does, the thing that does get me that, that I was surprised about was piracy back then, at least, did pay handsomely. Here's what things got. Here's what people got it right. In the modern day world, I want to stress this out. Crime does not pay in the modern day world, okay? However, back then, 
One successful run, one successful plunder could give a man an entire year's worth of pay. In fact, more than that. Working on a ship as a regular human being, as someone who is a law-abiding citizen, you would get a decent amount. You would get okay amount. But that would be considered minimum wage compared to what pirates were making. Pirates were making a shit ton of money. And, well, the, the only problem they had was they couldn't really put it in a bank. However, that's, you know, there's a whole rumor about like, oh, we buried the treasure. And that didn't happen. They, pirates spent their money. They spent it well. On prostitutes, on liquor, a lot of liquor, mostly rum. People know that one. And just having a good time, basically. Pirates were people who were adventurous. They were people who wanted high risk, high reward. You know what I mean? And the reason they were paid so much is because there was a very, very likely high amount, a very big chance that in the plundering, they were going to be very, very hurt. The peg leg was a real thing, okay? And the funny part is, now that we're talking about things that we got wrong, let's talk about things we got right. You know, I mentioned that earlier, but this is one thing they got right. They did get paid a lot. Pirates were basically rich. They would flex all their money. I hate saying that, but you know, that's, that's kind of accurate. And... Pirates can easily buy, like, hundreds of slaves individually. I'm talking about a regular pirate, not a um, not a captain. But the funny part is, if you were with the pirate crew and you, you were done, there was no harm, no foul. At that point, you'd sign a contract every time you were about to start a plunder. But once it was done, you could, you could get off the ship and just go either join another crew or just relax a bit. You know? In fact, most pirates actually spent a lot of their time on land enjoying their wealth a lot of them when they went out to plunder it was a one-off thing it was um you know like oh we heard a merchant vessel is coming this way and it'd be like get on the boat man we're gonna go get it three or four days later they'd come back and that was it they had a successful plunder they would go to somewhere else somewhere where they could lay low for a bit maybe fix the ship if it needed repairs the only problem is they could not get repairs near where they where, where they stole um where they stole items from Basically, the east coast of the United States was a good example, and Spain, places like that. They couldn't go there. They had to go places like the continent of Africa on the edge, where they could get their ships repaired and, you know, no questions asked. The problem is, because they had to go so far to get repairs, they did last a bit more longer on the boat, and at that point, some people would die from their injuries. Which, again, you, you were being paid more than anyone ever had in their life, so you did have... Damn, the moment I started saying that piracy pays is the moment the FBI calls me to shut up. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> anyway, so pirates were well known throughout the Mediterranean, throughout all these places, right? Throughout the 16 to 1700s, right? That's a whole hundred years where they could do whatever they want. Their names are spread. You have people like Steed Bonnet, who was one of the most notorious pirates who ever lived, who originally started as the gentleman pirate because he never hurt anybody. His whole thing was... He goes into the ship. He goes, hi, um, we're going to take your valuables. We don't want to hurt you guys. But if you guys make it rough, then then we're going to have to. But we don't want to hurt anybody. But that was his reputation. Steve Bonnet never hurt anybody. Up until the end of his career. Because afterwards, he was trying to 1v1 Blackbeard. Which is not an easy thing when you're not an experienced pirate. Especially Blackbeard. Because surprisingly, people don't know this about Blackbeard. He wasn't that financially successful. In fact, he was a great leader. But aside from that, that's... Pretty much all he was. He was illiterate. He had a father who died when he was young. But Blackbeard also did have this thing where he would light matches, put them in his beard, and he'd make a, a quote-unquote smoke screen, which made it look he, it made him look more fantastical than he was. Which is why his name is so legendary. 
But there was another reason for this. The reason he did that is so that the smoke would obscure the vision of whoever was attacking him. And let's say someone has a flintlock pistol and shoots at him. They'll miss his head. That's the point. The point is he's essentially in a cloud. You know, he's essentially got a fog, a shroud around him. And admittedly, it was brilliant. All you would see through it was his eyes. But even then, you'd kind of know where his head was. Truth is, you wouldn't really see his eyes. But you'd see little bits of match heads and you would think they're his eyes, which... It's kind of, um, what's the term? It's kind of like a peacock effect where they open their tail and there's a bunch of eyes. It's that effect. It's actually, it's actually brilliant. I've never seen a person use it then or since. You know what I mean? So we've established at this point, pirates were well known. Through 1600s, 1700s, there was a big period of it, right? So how did they keep doing it? How did people always get plundered by pirates? If you know that the pirate ship is coming, your instinct is to run away, right? That's the point. Pirates were famous, and they knew it. So whenever there was a pirate ship, they would disguise as a, a regular merchant vessel, one that was absolutely loaded with goods ready for the trading. Because there was a thing that they did back then, right? If you're in the middle of the sea, you want to trade with someone, you want to get more materials. And what the pirates would do is they would actually cover their cannons with a canopy. Try saying that three times fast. They would try to cover but I can't say it one more time. Okay, anyway, they would blanket over them. From a distance, it looked very good, very convincing. From up close, it was very clear that it was just a tapestry painted to look like wood. But the moment that they got too close and they noticed, well, it was too late to do anything about it. The flag as well, the famous iconic skull and crossbones, was a very crude rag. Basically, they would make it on the fly. You'd have someone who could stitch it, one guy in the crew could stitch it, that's it. His whole point was to make the flag but they never actually raised it unless they were within close proximity of someone close enough that they couldn't escape. That's where the canopy comes in as well. What you do is you disguise yourself and you would also put as much items on the surface of the boat near the edge where anyone with a telescope could see you from a distance and they'd, they'd see you waving them down saying, hey, we want to trade. And they would approach you thinking that it was just going to be a basic uh, trading. And here's where the best part comes in. As soon as you are within, the term was 576 paces, something like that. Basically within, what's the term again? Within, wow, I'm struggling to remember the word. There's a term for it. When a gun, okay, point blank range, that's what it's called. When you're in point blank range, then they would remove the canopy because at that point, every single cannon would be aimed at your boat and you would not be able to escape. The moment those are fired, every single one's going to hit, you might as well surrender. That's the point though. And the problem is other boats try to do the opposite. It's a chameleon effect where other boats in order, like these are people who aren't pirates. People who weren't pirates would disguise their boat with cannons. Unfortunately, these cannons were fake. They were made of wood and they could not fire. They were not good for defense. They were good for quote unquote deterring pirates. The problem is pirates are smart. They know, they know a bluff when they see it. So it was very easy to just, you know, paddle right up to them and go money or your life. That's it. Here's the fun part. You would be surprised to see the reaction of the people that were being robbed. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them, were very glad to see pirates, which is something I never thought I'd say. The reason being is one thing. Think of it like this. There are sometimes boats where the captain is a major asshole and everyone hates him, but they can't do anything about it. So when the pirates come, they give them a chance to do what's called ramshacking where 
Was it a term I'm checking? Basically, I don't remember the term, but basically what they would do is they would tie up the captain and they would give the crew options. They would say, do you have anything to say about your captain? And a lot of them would roast the shit out of the captain. And unfortunately, this usually led in the captain dying, just straight up dying. The worse the offense, the worse the response. And in some cases, they would be keel hauled, which we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. You do not want to be keel hauled, especially in a moment where anesthesia and disinfectant is not a thing. Everyone is dirty. Everyone is dying from infection. If you get cut, it's a bad time. But imagine being the captain, turning around and seeing your entire crew say, fuck that guy, you know? All of them saying that. Essentially, your entire crew has become pirates. And the captain is gone. You, in this case, are gone. The problem is, at this point, your entire crew has become pirates, they've just been given new jobs that pay them way better, and your boat is gone too. When they take the whole boat, you're fucked. That, it's that simple. And bam, you've just successfully plundered an entire vessel ship. That is how pirates did it. It's that simple. There were, it wasn't always the case though. Sadly, sometimes people would fight back. Pirates were not nice, period. They, they weren't gonna swashbuckle. They weren't gonna grab a sword and go, hiya, you know, like that wasn't the case. They had guns, okay? It's that simple. If you, if you try to fight back, pull out the pistol, shoot him out, and it gets worse. Pirates, if you didn't tell them where all your stuff was, they would just tie you up and torture you. Like, that was absolutely on the table. They would torture one guy so the rest of them would see him and everyone would talk, essentially. It's worse if you don't give up your stuff. Basically, regardless of what you do, if a pirate gets on the boat, you've already lost. Pirates were stupidly powerful. Like, first off, you got a bunch of cannons aiming at your boat ready to sink it at any moment. You got a bunch of people who have nothing to lose. Guns, swords, and it's fucked. You know, you're, you're screwed at that point. Speaking of hooks, there's one thing that people get wrong. There is no recorded pirate in history that had a hook on his hand. That was never a thing. That is entirely fictional. That was never real. Peg legs were real. That is... It's funny. It's funny hearing about that. Why was a hook hand was... Why a hook hand was like a thing? I think it was because of Peter Pan. Captain Hook. Captain Hook was never real. Period. That was entirely made up by Disney? I, I think so, yeah. And I don't know. It's funny seeing how works of fiction eventually work themselves into what we think is just common knowledge. But it's really not. I just wanted to dispel that. Also, the Mythbusters did an episode where they were talking about how pirates would have a patch over their eyes so that they can see in the dark. Never in the history of piracy was that recorded. And the thing is, pirates, their captains especially, could write and read. Most of them could, anyway. And a lot of them would document or dictate whatever they did, you know, just so that their memory lasted. But never was that the case. Wow, I just burped so bad. In conclusion, Pirates of the Caribbean got a shit ton of things wrong, and I'm still a fan of the idea. It's more of an idealized version of piracy. You know what I mean? Which is, it's funny thinking back about how this should have been common knowledge, you know? Like, yeah, pirates are just fucking thieves. That's it. But movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, a lot of pirate movies have gotten everything wrong. There's never been one that's too accurate. There is one thing, though. I want to bring up a key thing. Jack Sparrow 
okay? <laughs> it's, um, it, it's funny seeing this. Because a lot of people get this detail and they don't realize it. When Captain Jack Sparrow is walking in the movies, he's walking like he's drunk, but in reality, he has what's called sea legs. Which, when you've been on a boat for a long time, there's actually footage of this online. Look up sea legs or walking on a boat, and you'll see what I mean. Because a lot of the times on a boat, when it's moving and you're under, um, under the vessel or like inside the vessel walking around, you're going to rock back and forth, and your legs are going to have to adjust. This is actually seen in every animal that's on a boat for a long period of time, especially dogs. Well, especially humans, but you know, dogs come up second place. And one more thing, pirates, it wasn't common, but it did happen. Pirates had pets, parakeets. Two recorded counts of parakeets as pets is recorded in history. And that's all we have because, you know, thieves normally don't write down what they do. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Meatweed Podcast. If you learned something new, let me know. Um, my email is open. Be sure to be sure to follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you call it. Uh, subscribe on YouTube if you're listening there. If you're on New York City Podcast Network, vote up this episode. We've recently been getting a lot of episodes that are staff favorites. If you're on Patreon, you know, please subscribe there. I want to give a shout out to La H. Thank you. <laughs> um, and... What else? What else is there? Uh, we still have the merch shop available. I actually still have my books up for sale if you want to look at that. And other than that, I will see you guys all next week. Oh, right. Forgot about something. There is an announcement coming up next week. I want you all to perk up your ears next week. Save the date. Um, I don't have the date saved, but, you know, next Friday. It's always Friday these episodes come out. Be sure to save the date. We have something coming up. I got an email recently, and I've just been really excited about it. Also, I want to thank... Sage, and I want to thank Nick for being on the episode of Psychopaths of Morbid Universe. I want to thank that. By the way, new episode's out now. So thank you all very much for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye.